Welcome back to the Hardworking Man Podcast. I'm Heath. I'm Rachel. And today we're just going to talk about life being a marathon and not a sprint. But before we get to that and explain to you what we mean, we're going to talk about a couple things that we're loving and a couple things that we're hating right now. So Rachel, why don't you start out? What's something you're loving right now? I'm loving this wood-burning stove. So <laughs> we installed this, I think we lived in the house for, had we been here two years yet when we installed it? I'm not sure exactly I think when we, might we have put lived it in. in for a year. It was just a regular fireplace. We have a fireplace down here and there's an upper family family room behind us and there's a fireplace up there which I bought another wood burning insert that's in there but not properly installed because when it gets super cold this one won't keep up but with the new wood boiler we're probably not going to need that one anymore. Well so we are on propane where we live so it's super expensive if we were to run the propane for our heat and Heath is frugal if you haven't noticed. I'm cheap. And so trying to we say. keep our furnace set to, what is it, 63? Yeah, but it shouldn't get there if you keep wood in the stove. The kids will be like long. sitting on the couch in a blanket, shivering, and the fire's out. Right. Like, come on, there's a pile of wood right outside the slider door. It's not that hard. Yeah. And they'll be like, it's cold. Like, So I love that this put thing, wood in the fire. it kicks out the heat. It If you don't have a wood-burning insert and you're trying to run a fireplace to heat your house you know that they're super inefficient they're just for looks the, all the heat goes out the chimney yeah so we couldn't be happier having installed this and so now with the temps dropping and it being chilly at night and heath not letting me turn the heat up <laughs> i soon with the wood it. boiler outdoor wood boiler you can put the heat at whatever I'm going to be in a bikini want. every day, I think. We'll I'm going to be running around with no pants on, like Rachel running chaps yeah, and a like chainsaw. Yeah, chainsaw out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's something that I... And I just love the cozy feel of it. So that's I love cool. saving money being warm. I don't like it too warm. I'm hot right now. You, men and women are built differently. Women are always cold. Men are always hot. So that's just... It is what it is. Overgeneralization. <laughs> it's not. It's true. Let How us many know. women have you lived with that you can have this? I know opinion. a lot of women, girl. Yeah, how and many? They're all cold. You don't. They know wear anything. sweaters and sweatshirts, and their hands are cold when they touch my neck. And <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, you're too. Women much. are cold. Men are hot. Tell well, me I'm wrong in the good. comments. I'm not. So you need to. So your remedy was the other thing that you're loving, which is. We bought that out, a used wood outdoor boiler. wood boiler, and a lot of times, I have three million projects going on right now, and when I say going on, it's that I bought them and started them, or thought about starting them and didn't. I bought an outdoor wood boiler a month ago. No. Has it been a month? Maybe not even a month, and it's, it's already, the outside portion is installed. I'm yeah. waiting for my brother to come to finish the inside portion, to put the... Uh, the heat plates on the water heater and the heat exchanger into the the uh, furnace but the outside portion's done usually if i were to do something like this it would be a year or two or three or four or ten that it would sit out there waiting to be installed so i'm loving that i got this thing i got the outside portion done it's installed it didn't turn out quite as nice as I had hoped, what I had planned for, well, but, but temporary we for were now. short on time. We used what we had available. We got it done, and next year we'll probably 
improve it. But I love that it's in. I love that it's done. Well, and we're just waiting to hook it up and run it. I feel like you're claiming a lot of credit for that getting done. When really, if your friend hadn't come over. <laughs> My friend wouldn't have come over had I not scheduled him. <laughs> he wasn't even, he wasn't here for the first three hours that his friend was here. So. <laughs> I was at work. I, I wasn't out hunting or manager. fishing or at the bar. I, I was know. literally working. At the bar. Like that's an option in the morning. It is. <laughs> so what's the third, another thing, I guess not the third thing, but what's another thing that you're loving right now? So tomorrow I get to go watch our son, Joe, our oldest son, who's in college. He's a junior in college. He plays on the baseball team for college here in Michigan, and he's pitching and he is killing it this year. So I'm excited to get to go watch him again. And he's just dominant. He's worked his way into their starting he's the number, number one, one starting pitcher. pitcher as a junior. And there's days he's electric. Yeah. Bowling Green, he pitched against them the other day. And last year when he pitched against Bowling Green, after two or three innings, the second baseman jogged over to the dugout and tipped his cap to him. They <laughs> didn't stand a chance against this kid. And this year he went the complete game, gave up one run, and took the win. Anytime he's on the mound, if he gives up one or two runs, he looks at himself as having failed. Whether they're playing Michigan or Ohio State or they play big schools, he's just... He's got his standards set high, and he's reaching them. I'm excited not only for the rest of this year and for spring baseball, yeah. but for next year when he's a senior. And if he ever grows over, what is he, 5'9", five, 5'10", five, the kid's dynamite. So he's we strong, love and that. He, you know, he's worked on getting the strength built up, so his velocity. But it's just super fun, and it's fun to hear, like, the, the whole dugout just rooting him on. Like, they love him. And he's just really gone into his role of being a leader on the team. So you have a bunch of young freshmen that have come on and they, you know, they give them a chance to pitch here and there if they like, you know, come into relief. And if things don't go their way and they're all down on themselves, I see Joe go over to them. No one asked him to do this. He does it on his own and he like, you know, goes for a walk. And then they have a nice little talk for the two of them. So he's really mentoring these younger guys. Being a leader, and which it just I love. warms my mom heart to see. And you know, it's it's all part of the reason why we love our kids being involved in sports because it's more than just you know, like we don't expect our kids to make it into the big leagues, but the things that you learn about yourself. Being an athlete, like this right here, getting to see this, it's just really awesome. Now let's talk about a couple things that I hate. <laughs> Youth sports. Youth sports. <laughs> hate them. What they've become, it's not even fun anymore. It seems like everybody, no matter what sport you want to do, everyone acts like you have to do so many. You have to specialize. You have to yeah. do these club sports. You're round. Like, we're taking the fun out of it for these poor kids. When I was a kid, you played Little League Baseball. You went, you had fun with your friends, you played the game. You still wanted to play it more later. You played wiffle ball. You played just in the yard, or you whatever. you just got to play on your high school team because you were in high school. Yeah, and when baseball season was done, you were done until next baseball season. That's not the case anymore. These kids are expected to play year-round, to train year-round, to do... A lot of coaches want them just to focus on one sport when you have other people that are like multi-sport athletes are the most, are the best. Like it, you, you don't know what to do. And unfortunately 
too many people are taking advantage of this. It's become a money grab. Our kids are involved in sports. We love sports. We love what our kids learn from sports, but I hate what sports is becoming. It's becoming a money grab. Well, and the pressure that is put on these kids. So, like, you know, it's uh, tennis season, wrestling season. Like, every season our kids play that sport. But then a lot of times they also have to leave that practice or a game and go to a practice for the next season's sport because they want you to start doing it earlier and earlier. So it... It's just a lot for these kids to do. And their academic schedules are tougher than anything we ever had. Like, I'm telling you, our oh, yeah. high school kids' schedules, with, I mean, they all do the AP classes and they do dual enrollment. But they are beyond what we even learned in college when we went to college, what they are learning in high school now. So I just give them credit. I just hate that in order to participate in the sport, like these coaches are asked, like, well, what, what tournament team are you on? Like, they don't even want you on their high school team unless you're doing a whole summer ball league. And let's be honest, most of these kids, besides what they learn in sports, how to become a leader, how to be a teammate, how to be a good teammate, which isn't easy. The best athletes sometimes are the worst teammates. But what these kids learn, so many parents are thinking that their kid is going to be this college athlete or this professional athlete. And let's be honest, it's not going to happen for most. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I don't want to be a Mr. Negative. But I believe it's something like 7% of high school athletes play college sports at any level. In my opinion, youth sports should be about developing you as a human, getting you prepared for life, Like, that's what I try to use it for, teaching my kids. We don't make our kids play sports. We don't try to live through our kids. We don't, they don't have to play the sports we want them to, or any sports at all. They have to do something. And we've always told them, whatever you do, we'll support you. And however much effort you put in, that's how much money and effort we'll put in behind you. So if you're putting in extra work, extra practice, working on your own to get better, We're going to try to get you the best equipment that we can afford, the best camps, all of that. But if you're just going to have fun with your friends, which is fine, we're going to go to Myers. We're going to buy you whatever equipment you need to compete in the sport, and that's what you're going to get. Unfortunately, like I said earlier, youth sports has, in my opinion, become a money grab. We've been to baseball tournaments that are not cheap to get into. We've got Jimmy John's Field not too far from us. It's... uh, a professional field but it's for a lower level of professional athlete but it's a really nice field and there's a jimmy john's tournament put on by someone and it's like an honor to get to play on these fields so we show up to play in the jimmy john's tournament and they tell us your game's been rescheduled all of your games are at this high school which is like 50 minutes away yeah (laughs) and the whole reason to play in that tournament was to give the kids the opportunity to to play play on on this field. field so our coach asked to talk to the tournament director It was some 22, 23-year-old, I'll say kid, that wasn't even there. He didn't care. He didn't care about these kids' experience. He didn't care about any of it. He just was cashing a nice check, scheduled the tournament, and then tried to ship these teams down the road. So I think you sports, I wish, and I know it's not going to happen, especially because of the Hardworking Man podcast, but I wish it was more fun for kids. I feel like too many parents try to live through their kids And the expectations are so high on these kids. And we're to blame too sometimes probably. But just let them have fun. Let them learn from the experience. And Mm -hmm. let them be kids. Because you're only a kid for a short time. And then you got to be an adult for the rest of your life. 
So, so yeah, it's just too much pressure getting put on them to do all of the things. And you know, when our kids say, "I don't, I want a day off. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna join this, whatever team club season." Right? Like, I just want a day off. We honor that. We're gonna listen to that, even if the coach doesn't agree. <laughs> like you'll have them during the season. Give us like, this is, we only have a short time. It, it's even hitting home more. You just said to me today, we have four more years. Of and our Zach, youngest our will be 18 years here. old. I mean, he's probably going to still live here longer, but you know, <laughs> in mom's basement, four, four Mom, more, meatloaf. <laughs> four more years. And it's, it's just too valuable to just give them all these other people access and give them everything they want. I want my kids. So we want our time together. So there. We love youth sports <laughs> and we hate youth sports. Yeah, it's a love-hate thing. And you had one more thing you're hating right now. Okay. What is it? And I know a lot of people are going to agree with us on I'm this sure one. I'm sure this is across the board is I am hating the cost of groceries. It is absolutely insane right now. 9% inflation, not even close. I don't know where they get their numbers. That's just the no. last one I heard. You, you dropped a zero off that. I'm sorry. No, it's killing me. Like, we have two kids that are no longer being fed daily here, and my bill has not changed. No. In fact, I feel like it's higher because everything costs so much more. Even just going through fast food, you all know. Like, we try not to eat fast food very often, but once in a while, that's what we feel like. That's what hits. It's where what we a, are. A McDonald's breakfast <laughs> meal used to be like $4. It's almost $10 for one. I couldn't believe it the other a day. I drove through. Meal. Sausage, egg, and cheese McMuffin meal was almost $10. That's crazy. And I don't know how people on fixed incomes without the ability to earn extra money through overtime or through side businesses or for through whatever other channels, how they are surviving in this because the price increase is, I don't ever remember anything like this in my adult life and I'm getting old. <laughs> no, it's like airport prices. <laughs> it is, but it's every day. <laughs> like they can charge crazy prices at the airport because you're stuck there and that's, they can. And God, I don't even want to go through an airport. I can't no, imagine what I feel like that's what that's what we're seeing right now is airport prices everywhere. It's, it's ridiculous. And I don't think it's going away, so. Yeah, so that kind of like, I don't even want to go to the grocery store. I don't even want to go deal with it because it's sad. And then if I get gas in the same day. <laughs> oh, that's just a bad day. I'm like, good night. Oh, what did I do the other day? I got Sam's Club and then went to the regular grocery store and I got gas. And, I was and then like, I got notifications that our bank account was empty. <laughs> I'm like, uh, you better check yourself because, and I'm trying to be like, you know, plan things. But we do make a lot of stuff. Um at home. So imagine if we ate out. I mean, eating out, it's expensive. Yeah, everything's getting expensive. But enough about that. Let's <laughs> move on to what this show is really about today. And it's life is a marathon, not a sprint. And what do we mean by that? A lot of different things. But one thing that I realize that everyone does, and I've done it, Rachel's done it, we've probably all done it, is what do you do in life? You're always you can't wait for the next thing, right? When you're in high when you're a kid, you can't wait to be a high schooler. When you're in high school, you can't wait to be done with school and be in college. And when you're in college, you can't wait to be done and get a job. And once you have a job, you can't wait to be done and be retired. Like the whole time, you're just waiting for your life to be over, wishing for that next step instead of enjoying where you're at. And 
I've gotten better at telling myself, like, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey, instead of wishing for it to be over and wishing for the next thing. So I saw something on Facebook where someone was just talking about, like, oh, man, it's been a rough week. Like, just life is just saying, let's get through this week. We just got to get through this week. And then it's just perpetually get through this, get through this, get through this. Like, we're all just surviving when really... We should be enjoying. We should be enjoying it. Like, everything that we're doing, like, everybody's busy. We're always busy. He's always like, we're so busy, we're so busy. And I'm like, everyone is busy. I mean, doing different things. Not so. everyone's hardworking man, though. There <laughs> no. are some people that take a break. <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of how... I have a theory, actually. You know how they... Um, when people get older and, you know, like your mom's always like, I don't feel my age, you know, like I just, I feel way younger. And I have a theory that the age that you feel you are is like the age you were when you hit that last milestone, how you were saying everybody that like keeps looking and I waiting. I still feel like a high school. <laughs> <laughs> no. So like for us, I think we feel younger because, you know, like the whole graduate high school can't wait to be 21. And then it's like, get married, have a kid, buy a house. Like these are all milestones that you can't wait to hit in your life. And then whatever age you are, once you hit them all, like what else is there to really, you know, there's nothing else after that, like get a job or get another job or move houses. Like you've already hit those milestones. So we were pretty young when we hit our buy a house, get married, have kids. So, so we're like, overachievers, you're saying? I'm like, that's why I still feel like I'm in my early 20s. So I'm like, yeah, I'm not old. Like, this how old I am. <laughs> but it seems like it doesn't matter what you do. Like, we all as humans, as people, especially men, I think men are maybe a little worse at it than women. We want instant gratification. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of firewood. And if you're in, trying to buy or in the last few years wanted to buy a commercial grade log splitter... You know what that's like. If you've placed an order, I placed an order for a log splitter and it was almost a year to get it. You don't want to wait. You want to pay the money. I made the decision. You want to get it now. And we all want that instant gratification. You can't get it now. You have to commit to it and then you have to wait. And that's the worst part. Another thing with YouTube, with our YouTube channel, we have a lot of people comment that, You guys do a great job, which we appreciate. We try to continue to get better. But they're like, I can't believe your subscribers are only at however many thousand they are. I feel like you should be higher. Believe me, we'd love to be higher. But we haven't even been in this for two years. And I have to constantly tell myself it's a marathon, not a sprint. We want to wake up and have blown up. But we have years yet to put into this. To build this, to grow this, and it's a process, and I want to do it correctly, and I feel like we are, and we're growing, and we want that instant gratification. We instantly want to be big, but I feel like the more you have to work for it and earn it and put into it, the more rewarding it'll be in the end. All right, so one thing when we we did our interview at for Bunyan, and we interviewed a lot of the YouTube content creators something they a lot of them said really was to not let yourself get like let down or disappointed if you weren't seeing all of the views you wanted to see or getting the subscribers they wanted to see to just keep plugging away and that is exactly what you need to do for something like this like we are that's what we're doing we're learning and growing every day like what can we do you know silly stuff that you don't think about like what time do we put a short out at like what do we put in this short how do we 
you know, how long should our videos be? How many videos do you do a week? Like there's so many things and every week it's a whole new learning experience to see what works. And so, you know, I just advice to those of you who are starting off and trying to do the same thing we are like it, we're all just learning. Just it's, you know, it's going to take a lot of time. You're not going to have it happen instantly. And I feel like that applies to a lot of things in life. And you can get easily discouraged if you try to measure your success by the success of others. Mm -hmm. Like if you're happy with what you're doing, don't worry about what someone else is doing. We always try to promote other people, work with other people, do whatever we can. Because like we said in our last podcast, there's enough, what'd you say? There's enough light for everyone to to shine. shine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but somebody else shining bright does not make my light more dim. Right, but you sometimes, no matter what it is, whether it be compare at your job and someone else gets promoted, no. and you know you're like, "Gosh, I think I should have done," you know, whatever it is. But you don't know. Just what those think people about have it. There's through. there's a long time that your most careers are a long time. We have a long time left in YouTube, God willing. You know, like our kids in sports and in life. Hopefully, there's a long time left. Like you don't need everything to happen right now even though we all want it to. We want to succeed. We want to succeed now. But to be truly successful, I feel like it's usually something that you build over time. How many one-hit wonders are there in like the music industry? I'd rather be that guy that built on a solid foundation something over time and lasted and succeeded than somebody who just blew up, got huge, and then just faded away because they didn't build it they didn't they they lived life as a sprint and not a marathon they wanted that instant gratification and maybe they got it but then they didn't know what to do with it if that makes sense yeah I see this a lot like in my um, real estate world so I'm a realtor if you don't know and uh, it's a tough career like that it's not instantaneous to get a million clients who all want you to sell their house for them or to help you buy a house And I think they say within the first five years, most realtors quit. And that's because they haven't sold a house. They don't realize the what I do today. Like, I don't get paid for another month, at least, from what I'm working on currently today. Like, it takes a while. So, therefore, you have to put in that time. And what I'm working on, like, these clients now that I'm working on with to buy or sell homes, in two or three years, they're probably going to need me again. Or they're going to refer me to someone. So everything I do, it's you can't expect instant gratification. Like it takes a few years to start to see the reward of the effort and energy you're putting in, which can be very disheartening. It feels like, you know, you're never going to get there. And I think they say like statistically, a lot of realtors don't even sell one house their first year. So, But on the flip side of that, if you got into being a realtor during one of these booms yeah then you're like oh my gosh this is so easy and everyone jumps in everyone thinks it's going to be easy and then when it gets to where it is now where it's a little more difficult you you need to have built relationships in the past they're like well this is no fun this what am i going to do now i'm not making any money and that is sort of like the one hit wonders it's not a sprint it's a marathon and there's going to be times in life when you get tired or when you get down but if you built it correctly, I think you're going to succeed in the end. Not always, but for the most part. And with her being a realtor, with sports putting in the work, with YouTube putting in the work, and 
continuing the grind. Mm-hmm. It's just you have to realize it doesn't have to happen tomorrow, but if you do it right in the end, you're probably going to be successful. So don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Right. And don't compare. Like you said, don't compare to other people yeah. because that could have been their t- They put 20 years into something and then are finally seeing the reward, the benefit of it. And here you're starting year one going, I want that. And you don't understand all of the time that went into it and all of the years that they hustled and, you know, like, <laughs> even though didn't get breaks, <laughs> you could be doing awesome for the point in your life or your journey or your career that you're at. You might, instead of feeling like you're doing awesome and you're putting in the work and getting the rewards, you if you look at someone else and what they're getting, you might feel like a failure when in all actuality, you're a rock star. It's because you're measuring yourself to someone else's successes or expectations. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, we do it all the time. We do it every day. But I constantly tell myself, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Like, just keep going. Keep doing what you're doing and improving. Continue to improve. But you don't need to have the success that someone else had overnight in order to be successful. Yeah, didn't you say you were talking about this at work the other day? Yeah, we were, well, we were talking about how we all wish, without realizing it, we wish that our life ends. Because, <laughs> like I started earlier saying, you can't, can't wait, wait to be I done with retire. high school. You can't wait to be done with college. You can't wait to get a job, to get a career. Then you can't wait to retire. And before you know it, you're sitting there retired and... Everything that was important in life is gone and you couldn't wait for it to be over. You know, I mean, and and that's what we said earlier. Enjoy where you're at. Enjoy the journey. Enjoy. You get kids. If you have kids, you only get them for a short time. Oh, people used to come up to me. It would always make me mad because I'd be in the throes like of the small toddlers. Our four kids, we had them. They're six years apart. For the four of them. So it's a lot. There are a lot of little bodies everywhere you go. And I'd be at the grocery store and it'd be some well-meaning woman would be like, you know, talk about, oh, you've got your hands full or just, you know, enjoy this time. And I'm like, sure, lady. Like, I got <laughs> poop up to my elbows every day. Like, I just got crying. Like, is anybody ever going to stop crying? Like, you know, a lot going on. I was like, how can I enjoy this? Well, guess what? Now... I look at little kids that are that age and I'm like, oh, I wish my kids were that age again. Because I feel like I wish I enjoyed it more. But it just felt like impossible at the time. Like you tried, you know, you try to make memories and you try to do all the things. But a lot of it's just overwhelming. And I mean, if anything, those of you who are in that time of life, just truly nothing else really matters. You know, you can work forever, but the time that you have with the kids, like do that stuff with your family. Because if you want your kids to hang out with you when they're adults, you got to build those relationships when they're little. Which is one thing I'm really proud of is that our kids do, our oldest is 20, daughter's 19, 17 and 14. They still all like spending time with us. Like, which is amazing. Other people I work with and people that I know, they're like, my 12-year-old won't talk to me. My 16-year-old wants nothing to do with me. My kid turned 18, moved out. I haven't heard from him. Like, our kids still like spending time with us, which I think it's because we, you know, we, even though we weren't perfect, nobody's perfect, and I'm not. we're not saying that we were better than other people, but we put effort into our kids, and we tried our best to have relationships with them and to 
you know, just explain to them, like, you don't have to do this because we want you to, but you have to make a decision and do something, and we support you in it, and we try to go to, when they have sporting events, we try to be there because that's important. If they are doing a thing at school, one of us always tries to be there, and we can't always with work, with four kids all doing stuff. We miss some stuff, but we always try to be there. And I think it's paid off in the end because, like I said, our adult children still enjoy spending time with us, which I think is huge. And you don't realize that until you talk to people who don't get that. Yeah, I figured it was just a given that our kids want to go on vacation with us. But, I mean, we're paying for it, so of course they want to go. It'd be a lot cheaper (laughs) if they didn't. But, I mean, as long as they want to come, I'll continue to, you know, put the bill. So what are some examples that you have from your life, whether you're younger than us or older than us, of things that at the time you thought, like, had to happen now. I got to get this done. I got to make this happen. Or it didn't happen this quick. I failed. Like, what are some examples you have? Let us know. Our podcasts are on YouTube. That's the comments we we respond to. We're also available, you know, on Spotify and Apple Music and whatever other platforms. But we are still learning every day. And one way we learn is from other people. So what are some examples that you might have of what is a marathon, not a sprint? Things to look at in a different light. And hopefully maybe this helped somebody. You know, that's what this is all about is just sharing our experiences and helping others. And we're still being helped by so many people in the comments and interactions. We appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in, watching our podcast, for having fun making it. And we appreciate all your feedback that we're getting so far. It's been great. And we continue to pump these out. And uh, I think have we settled on a time that we're putting them out on? I think that one worked pretty good Sunday morning at 9 a.m., right? Like Eastern that. Standard Well, we did time. like 1 o'clock a couple times, and then we did 9. And I think the 9 o'clock one got more attention sooner, so. I mean, if that works better for you, let us know. Drop us a comment. And if you haven't subscribed to Hardworking Man, please do so. If you haven't watched some of our shorts lately. Rachel was out there. With her chainsaw and chaps, and yeah. she forgot her pants. Some about I mean, those chaps. They said put them on like pants. She misunderstood the directions. But we love having fun. We hope you guys are having fun. We love learning. We hope you're learning. And we just appreciate all the interaction, all the people we've got to know through this channel. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks for listening. We hope this all made sense. We just try to talk and talk about stuff we talk about every day, but share it with you guys. So hopefully... Hopefully you enjoyed this one. (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. Bye.